morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> Good news, everyone. Y2K! Y2K! Oh no! Think of like the dumbest cave troll that you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. What's up? Welcome, everybody. Uh, we're doing the thing. Merce, how you doing? I've been better. Yeah, you've been working a lot. Well, I also ran face first into a two by six today. Wait, hang on. <laughs> what? Hey, you didn't even tell me this. Yeah. Was, no, my neck, my neck is uh, in so much pain. I know you were fixing cow pins, but. Well, so I was going down up the pinning lane after we'd done something. And I was like running. I think I did some screws or something for one of the boards. And you were hustling. And you know, well, you've worked cows. You know that board that goes at the where the <laughs> shoot is. There's that board, top board that goes across between the two to hold the. Yeah, it's it's like an arching board. It doesn't arch itself, but it holds two posts two together. Posts so together they don't, the shoot, the yeah. shoot backs up to. Oh, you ate it. Well, I was wearing a cap, so naturally I can't see it like up at an angle. It was just and I've been ducking under all of them, but right there where the cows go into the head catch, it goes up a little bit. So when I stepped on that raised ground, I stood right up into it and I caught the top of my yeah. head. And the next thing that hit the ground was my back. And I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just laying there going, oh. Now, is it dirt that you're hitting or is it like boards? I landed fat like on the dirt. At okay, least. okay. But I'm laying there and my dad just starts laughing. <laughs> of course. Of course he goes, <laughs> he's, like, he's like, good to know I'm not the only one that's done that. <laughs> Dude, all right. So, did it, so no. So I just sat there like dazed. I was like, I was like, well, my head's okay. He's like, yeah, but it'll jam. It probably jammed your neck. And I was like, no, I don't feel that bad. As I've like been like not doing things, I can feel my neck like tightening. Oh, really? Yeah. Your dad is predictive. With this. I don't. Well, he clearly he's done it before, yeah. but no, I smoked so, it. Hang on, did it like? Was it like a slap to the front of your head, or was no, it like it was like down? It hit like right here at you like a forty-five degree angle. Yeah. I'm guessing. While yeah, like shut, my sunglasses like went like right where your sunglasses would sit on yeah. like if you're wearing a baseball cap. Yep. My sunglasses went flying right above the logo. Oh, oh, I. Yeah. And it was it pissed me off more than anything because it was just like out of nowhere getting like punched in the face. Well, I'm guessing it's a wooden arch bar. Yep. It's not a, okay. Wood is like a little forgiving, barely the littlest bit. Man, that nice big head catcher we got that new. I have I have found my place on it a couple of times. I don't I don't like the metal. Um, so, dude, like, all right. So you beat the shit out of yourself today trying to fix cow pens. Basically all week. It's it's been yeah. it's been no, fun. but dude. So tell me the melon stuff because you gave me. I've never done melons in my damn life. So what y'all had to? You were at the melon wheel, and you had yeah. So when when they're because like I said at, at at their farm when they you know they have harvesters come in right. You know, so they harvest the melon like a harvesting company. Yeah. Come in. yeah. They come in. They put the melons. You know, in the buses. They ship the buses there. So the melons then get loaded like. On a conveyor belt to be like washed and cleaned. Right. And then they come out and they get sorted into different bins and different things. Some get loaded in like bulk semi trailers and stuff like that. So I was there while that's all going on, you know, as semi trailers are backing in, make sure the right trucks are coming in, you know, helping all that. It's it's kind of chaotic. Right. And then at the end of the day or whenever they wherever What they time finish, does that get done doing all that? They're uh they'll go to dark. Oh but, really? But the, they'll stop yeah. cutting the watermelons and harvest them out of the field probably around five o'clock. Okay. So that way, then they have time to get back and be finished and process and all of them. And yeah. but, so when they stop cutting, then I go and then we spray you know fungicide oh. behind them where they had cut sunshine that and rainbows. Yeah, 
basically, basically, <laughs> you know, because you can't spray them beforehand because then, you know, the fun, you know, the stuff's on it going to the market. So right. you got to do it after because then they'll come back in like a week or so and harvest the melons that weren't totally right. That makes sense. So it's a, a round non-stop. It don't, and, yeah, yeah. It just keeps going. You've been no. doing that every day all week. Basically, we've got... Working in the it processing was, was house, their, and then when that at five o'clock going out, jumping on a tractor, oh, yeah, spraying, spraying until dark sundown. Or spraying at dark yeah. because there's lights. I've been freaking out and calling you about every day, trying to make you listen to an audiobook that I started after the last podcast. And it, oh, oh, well, we'll get into that in, in a little bit. But are you sure? Are you sure you can't contain your excitement? Because you've called, I guarantee you, it's been at least 25 <laughs> times. Or I just open my Facebook Messenger and it's just more of just the spam, like worse than a woman. Yeah. 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 It, 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 it's something I've been chewing on. It's that good. Uh, it's, uh, I'm not going to make that claim. It's really good. We'll get into it. But one thing I had to do, I was moving stuff around. I was mowing a lot, like mowing pastures with a tractor. Um, and. So I wanted to save the story for when I got here, and I'm going to tell myself, um, <clears throat> I've never driven a dump truck in my life. Uh, my, mother, uh, my, my mom, the, the ranch, has a dump truck. I've, we've always kind of had someone else that had a CDL and knew how to do this shit drive it, but I'm, I'm the solo employee right now. So it's been parked at my mom's house because of reasons. And I had to get it back to the ranch, which is like you turn on a state road and you drive about, 10 minutes, straight line, pull off onto the ranch. And uh, what I've been told is, like, like the couple people I've asked about it, they're like, hey, the big, like, levers for PTOs, don't touch them because that's the dump bed. I'm like, all right, that makes sense. That's easy. I can figure that out. Um, the only other thing I heard from anybody else was, hey, make sure the parking's off. Make sure the, the uh, I translated that, like, that must be, like, the parking brake. Right, no problem. Besides that, it's like driving a stick shift. I drive tractors all the time. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I get up in the truck, crank it on, it fires right up. I'm happy about that. It's in neutral. And I see this red light on that says parking. I go, oh, all right. It's like a parking brake, just like any car or truck I've driven. And I start, like, fiddling around, like, where's, where's the lever for this damn thing? I'm looking. The, there, there ain't no lever. <laughs> there ain't no there, parking. There's a button. There <laughs> is a button. Now, I notice on the steering wheel right beside it, there's a, like, like sticking out of the steering wheel, there's a lever that says, like, air something or other. And I go, huh. And I kind of slice, like, on a swivel. And as I slap it, it kind of, you know, I hear a little bit of air. I'm like, oh, okay. And then there's, like, a little button on the dash that I, when I push in, I can hear, and I go, that would be uh, your air brake. Okay, I go, that must, that, maybe that's the, that I just, if I'm being honest, I just kind of fiddled back and forth between those two things, being very unsure of what to do. Um, but eventually, the light turns off for me doing that. I'm like, the crisis averted. I I know how to do this, so just <laughs> yeah, keep going. Yeah, keep Mercy's going. face is like, like, his eyes are about to roll through the back of his I'm head. I'm assuming and, the red light went out because you finally had enough air pressure. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. <laughs> that, that sounds great. Uh, so I'm like, all right, world. <laughs> good luck, everybody. As I pull out of this horse pasture in a dump truck, my mom's driveway, I hit it. And like, dude, I'm, I'm like, you know, probably by the time I get to the driveway, I've hit it up into like second gear. I'm like, this is going okay. This, you know, I checked the tires and stuff. Everything was like fine on it. Um, this is going good. And I look and a car kind of goes by and it's like, I can either 
go real slow, and it's a stick shift. I can either go real slow, wait for this one car to pass, and then gun it, or I can like come to a dead stop. And I'm like, I don't want to come to a dead stop. So you just roll out in the dump truck. In the dump onto truck. Onto the main No, after the car. Highway. After the car. <laughs> after, like, I just didn't want to stop because I was like, that's going to be. But, like, I could, out of our driveway, you can see. Fine. <laughs> right past the big curb, I promise. <laughs> but, Good luck, everybody. Uh, I pulled out. No one was behind me, and I get going. Like, I, I, you know, I'm shifting. I get into fifth gear, and I'm, like, cruising about 60 miles an hour. Uh, and I'm like, this is, like, going pretty good. I'm drying them. I'm starting to, like, smell a little. After, like, I'm getting close to the ranch. Like, out of this five-minute drive, four minutes. going on. And uh, I'm starting to smell something. And there's people, like, passing me. But, of course, I'm doing 60 on the highway. Like, there's, you know, people are doing, like, 80. And uh, it's whenever I finally pull into the driveway, I see a big cloud of white smoke go, boom, right past me. And please, I go, please tell me your brakes were not on the entire time. They were on a little. <laughs> <laughs> I figured out they were on a little. Not bad, like, like, and I was, like, really worried. Like, I made it there, and I parked it, and, like, it was smoking. And I'm like, I'm going to sit here and watch it and make sure it doesn't catch fire. Because if it does, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to fill up a bucket with water and start splashing or something. Uh, so yeah, anyways, made it, watched it, nothing caught fire. And I was like, surely like the tires weren't locked up this whole, and I went and looked like where I drove out and, you know, I drove out like where, from where I was parked, I was parked in the grass. I drove, and there wasn't even like ripped up grass or anything. The truck being older, it means the brakes probably just aren't that great on it. And I think there was maybe just a little bit of air in there. Does, does that? Like, maybe it's like a parking brake. Like, if no, you just do it no, just a little bit, no, it's not see, a lot. See, because like, if you don't have enough air pressure, they stay engaged. You have to build up enough air pressure to that dash button on the dash. Once you have enough pressure, you can hold that in, and it'll hold the brakes off. When that pressure goes low, the brakes hold on. So I'm assuming if you didn't have enough pressure, did you have the button pushed all the way in on the dash? Yeah, for like a, a half a second. Because you didn't have enough pressure. So no, the brakes were engaged the sure. entire drive. Yeah. To... <laughs> Which means you have probably smoked, smoked them. <laughs> probably. So. Whoops. <laughs> I told my boss, I'm like, listen, I'm going to be straight up with you. This is where I'm at. This is what happened. A, B, C, D. So was it kind of hard to get it going? I mean, a, a little, but not, not like so insane that. I'm I'm just assuming it probably is an old, an old ranch dump truck. The brakes yeah. aren't the best on it. Right. So it was just. Clamped and just. You were just letting them ride. Basically, like power braking. The brakes are still on, yeah. but the wheels are still turning. Yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry, dump truck. So, everybody, that's my screw-up of the week. If y'all ever, like, are about to uh, head up a task, you're like, I'm not sure if I can do this, just give her a yeah, whirl. Yeah, the big, the big yellow button on the dash has to stay in. If it doesn't stay in, it means it has to build enough air pressure yet. And then once it does build up enough pressure, you should have, like, air gauges. Yeah, I saw you. that afterwards. I, think I, a lot of I, I was so certain that. I think a lot of times they have to be over 60. And then after once you've got 60 pounds, then you can push it in. Okay. You're going to have to come show me. <laughs> that was it's my, there now. <laughs> that was my screw-up of the week. Um, so, <laughs> hang on. There was one other screw-up, and I want, I, I want all you fine people to enjoy this. Uh, when I when I got here, so like we have a tradition. Whenever I get here, like we for the past year, when I get here, coffee's on, sugar cream, go about it, sit down, take notes or whatever. And I uh, 
I always, we're, we're in a Mercedes trailer. Like this little, it's a wonderful, awesome thing. It's got a little built-in fridge that's got like a latch on it that clicks. That, that, yeah, that locks shut. So when you're going, if you're pulling down the road, it doesn't, the fridge doesn't fly open. But it's like an auto, like you got to push it shut. And <laughs> after I went and got my half and half out of there to like make my coffee and kind of uh, fingered it back gently. And uh, Merce just stops me. He goes, hey, you got to shut that back all the stops mid-sentence and goes, it's been you. It starts freaking out. Yeah, because. So tell your, yeah, yeah, tell your side. So in this, the, 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 uh, the, the pa- fridge, it's an absorption fridge. So it's got like big metal fins in there. They have to like draw you know, the heat, to sure. keep things, anyways, keep things cold. <laughs> Basically like a freezer where like it gets full of ice because it's got a bad seal and moisture's getting in there. Well, I don't know how many times I've defrosted my fridge in the last like two years, like the last year and kept wondering, how am I getting all this moisture in here? And like, so I've been checking the seals, like wiping the seals down and I realized it's you it when anytime you come over because like we recorded 10, 11 o'clock at night and you're the last one in there. And then, so there's no telling how long it stays like half shut for a year. I've just been mindlessly torturing you. Yeah. And I showed him again. The whole thing's full of ice all over again. I just defrosted it like three months ago and it's already, and I, I couldn't figure out how it's getting. I love this reality. Yeah. That's it, great. You just said everything going, you touch just gets harder. <laughs> I just Mr. Magoo my way out of there. <laughs> Keep going. I'm still impressed that you got the dump truck to the ranch. The, yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you must have just shifted and just said, we're going with it. <laughs> we, were, <laughs> we went. <laughs> it, it went away. Um, and the brakes, like, all right, here's the other thing. Like, when I was slowing down, like, when I hit the brakes, they broke. Not broke. Not like, but they, they, they. Well, you are, I mean, yeah, because you, your front brakes will probably uh, work. Okay. You've yeah. got more of the, yeah, it's. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll shut up about that now. I'm just getting dumber and dumber <laughs> as I talk about it. Ah, so, yeah. Besides that, I did like mow, well, what, over 180 acres and nothing went wrong on that end. So that, that that's nice. That's a feather in my hat. <laughs> <laughs> nothing exploded. Um, so, yeah, besides that, dude, I've been, uh, as I've been bothering you about, I'm not going to, like, get neck deep into the, like, details of it, but good Lord, Blood Meridian. It's an audio book, got recommended by Wendigoon, if anybody else listens to him. Uh, and it, oh my God, if you, I'm not that squeamish when it comes to stuff. Uh, yeah. You said it was written by the same guy, Old Country, or No Country for Old Men? Yep, the same guy, Kevin McCormick, something like that. But yeah, same guy that wrote No Country for Old Men, and same guy that wrote The Road. And I've heard the, did you ever watch the movie The Road? No. I watched it when it came out when I was like, oh man, like in 2002 when I was 12. And it was just really, it was like a post-apocalypse movie. Okay, I was I was picturing Book of Eli in my head. Yeah, it, it looks a lot like that. It's like a lot of gray and a lot of, okay. but it was always, it's a lot slower than the Book of Eli. I didn't like it as a 12-year-old, and I haven't seen it since. So they say the book is, like, really something else. I like The Road to El Dorado. Man, I got to show my daughter that movie. She she hasn't she doesn't remember watching it. Anyways, so what the book is like, I'll just give the plot. It's about a homeless uh, teenager in, like, the early 1800s that or in the 1840s that 
joins up with a cavalry gang, a United States cavalry gang that's going into Mexico pretty much as soldiers of fortune. And he's just there along for the ride for the most part. Had nothing better to do. Yeah. And and well, it's like, that was his only, he was homeless. Like they promised him like a gun and food and he's like, sure. And they're like, by the time we're done with this boy, you're going to have a thousand acres in Northern Mexico. That's all yours and rich farmland and gold and women. And he's like, I'm 12 and I'm homeless and starving and just had to defend myself from another homeless guy. So I stabbed his eye out with a bottle. Uh, The American dream. I mean, it is like hardcore. Uh, and they go into Mexico and it goes from them being soldiers of fortune to them being like horrifying evil monsters that go from like, we're just killing these. It's neat. It, it, this book was written in the eighties. I think it's a, that's really about the time the romanization of the West kind of started going away. And they're like, Hey, maybe there's some like brutal ass, like <laughs> slayings of natives. And this book's like, yes, there was. There's brutal ass slayings of white people and Mexicans as well. It's just brutal all around. And it goes from them, like, uh, uh, like I said, being soldiers of fortune to maniacs. But so much of this book, it has like, it almost reminds me of a land remembered. Cause it's like, there's true ish. Yeah, side note, if nobody's ever read that book, do yourself a favor, especially if you live or are from Florida, like a land remembered, I can't recommend it enough. Super side note. I don't think we've ever talked about that damn book on, on this no, show. But that, that is do, a great, great book. Even if you're not into books, I'm not into reading books a whole lot. I like to listen to podcasts and shit, but a land remembered will grab your attention. And it is, it, it's so neat. That book, it goes over generations of uh, early Florida pioneer living and it's about a fictional family going through these times. I whistled when I said fictional. I didn't mean that. But anyways, they, they're they going like, uh, it's a fictional family, and they've got real events happening around them that historically happen. Real places, happen. real. Real disasters, real. And I love it. The one name drop of our hometown of Arcadia. What, what is it, Merce? They'll shoot you in the back. Or somebody shot somebody yeah. in the back up well, there. Or... Uh, the one of the characters goes, I need someone to hire for protection that'll kill somebody. And they're like, go to Arcadia. The <laughs> only place where a man's life and a beer cost the same. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, woof, oof. That's home. <laughs> yeah. Town of hate. <laughs> but we got roots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But they, they, they's deep. <laughs> they, they are. But it, it's really like how, how people scratched out a living that we've, I know we've talked about how they like did back then. Oh, brutal. But I'll even say this. Ah, you know, this is something I haven't even thought about since I've read this book. Since I've read this book, something I've been thinking about is the history of Mexico versus like the history of the United States. You know, our country came together, let's say pre-Lincoln, <laughs> like out of like this really like we're kind of, hey, we're all our own countries. We're all kind of banding together. We're all kind of, yeah, we're going to kill the shit out of some Indians and <laughs> do some other stuff. But we're kind of evolving with these ideas and kind of a the same direction. We're all kind of passively. Yeah, manifest destiny. Go west. Yeah, oh. practically. And for the most part, it's it's like this civilization versus a, everything else, right? Dude, in Mexico's history, like this book does such a great job of illustrating this. It is like, it is everybody versus everybody. Like, you've got the Spanish in one side. You've got totally different groups of natives on another side. And you've got Mexicans on another side. That'll, like, be either a side with one or the other or their own. 
There's like, there's one point in the book. By the way, this book spares no details about how brutal innocent people are treated by all of these groups, by Mexicans, by white people, by certain groups of natives. Like it's stuff of nightmares. Um, it illustrates that, but it's like over there, like there's one, there's one point where they're running from, they have pissed off these Mexican authorities who are chasing them. The federales? Federales that are hunting them down. But they also know that these Yuma Indians are north of them and these federales are south. And they're like, we have to run north, but not so fast that we run into the Yuma, <laughs> but fast enough that the federales do not catch us because they are skewering us and dragging our bodies around town. Like, and children are celebrating around them. <laughs> A lot of that. A lot of wild. So, as, and I'm like, man, it, it gave me the same feeling that a land remembered did, only much more brutal. Of like, man, for a fictional story, this does such an amazing job of conveying these true notions of human contact in other different situations. Then, a just tad bit of research later, I come to discover something even more like, astounding this is not necessarily a work of fiction now my hang on all right so like it's it's kind of doing the land remembered thing like it's taking some true events and stringing together a fictional tale through that and it's through my research it's like yes it is but not as much as you think <laughs> not as and i'm like i'm the one real fictional element to the story and i'm, I'm not going to give away like any spoilers at all there's a character called the judge that seems like supernatural in certain ways. How knowledgeable he is, knows every language, damn near can can charm the pants off of anybody, including cops, can play about any musical instrument, can write with both hands at the same time in separate languages, uh, and is one of the most like bloodthirsty people to ever exist. Like like seems coincidentally intelligent and bloodthirsty on a totally unfathomable level. Sounds like a good time. It does. And I'm like, and this guy throughout the story, I'm like, and he's also an albino who's... That's, that's probably why. He got bullied his whole life. <laughs> he, he's six foot ten and hairless. Why would an albino go to Mexico? And like just permanent sunburned. And he is so strong that he can kill a horse with a rock. And does it. Wait, and you say they came from Tennessee? Te uh, and in the book, it doesn't say where he came from. That's, okay, that that's Alabama. That that's that's pre-Alabama. Yeah. That's pre-Alabama, Alabama. It doesn't, ex on, it doesn't explicitly say he's albino either. It just keeps saying, like, it keeps saying things like he doesn't have a hair on his head or his body. And he, by the way, he walks around half naked, either just pantsless or shirtless for half the book. Uh but with a big hat to block the sun. You, and norm, most of the time you see him is at night in the book where he can walk around and be himself or whatever. Uh, and anyways, like the, the dude does crazy shit throughout the book to prove his strength. Like he throws an anvil over uh, 15 feet or something like that. And so it's like, while you're reading this mostly seemingly real story, it's like there's this really fantastical character thrown in and whatever, if he's symbolic or whatever, it's a great character. I do my research and it's like, this is based on a real freaking person. <laughs> and to the degree that it is, 
So, so this story is actually based on, uh, it's, it's called My Confession, and it's a book, it's a memoir written in the 1800s of, can't, I've forgotten the fella's name, Google My Confession and Blood Meridian, it'll be one of the first things that pops up, but it's a guy who joined the, uh, they had a technical name, it was, it was, it was Volunteers for the Texas Army to gain more Mexican land during the American-Mexican War. But after the war was over, they kept going into Mexico, bounty hunting and doing diff- these different groups of people. They might have been called Delawares. There was a technical name to these people that did this. Uh, one of these groups of people were the Clayton Gang. I think that's their name. Both in the book and in real life. Both in the, the Blood Meridian, my confession, and in real life. And this guy wrote about how he rode with them. And how at first they start out as like soldiers of fortune. Then they start to bounty the Mexican. These Mexican cities would have bounties for uh, Apache and different, different Native American tribes that were hostile to Mexicans. No, it, for the most part, it seemed like, like we don't want you to kill peace, like these specific tribes that like we trade with and that we're on good terms with. But yes, you bring us scalps of these bad tribes, we'll pay you per scalp. There's bounties for it. How do you tell which scalps which? That's the kicker. You just tell, yeah. And at what point, like this Clayton gang in real life start out attacking only the hostile ones. And at one point they decide, can't tell the scalp of a hostile native from a peaceful one. Then on another point they go, hey, what's really the difference between a Apache scalp and a Mexican scalp? Or just anybody with dark hair scalp. And they do things from that to, so, one more side note. If you have capitalism, if you think about it, just like, I mean, just increasing the profit margins there. Yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Very gangster. (laughs) Very, very gangster. It goes. I mean, if you're already at that point, if you've ever heard, and if you haven't, if there's one country song I would ever recommend to someone that does not like country music. Hey, let me ask you, I'm sure you know the one I'm thinking of. Side note, if you could recommend one country song, someone that doesn't like country music, what would it be? To change their mind. Probably anything Johnny Horton. Okay. Mine would be Tonight We Ride. Yeah, it's a by, good one. By Tom Russell. I'm 18, 14, we took a little. Okay. <laughs> I like the Trap remix. But you know, I'm, I'm 99% certain that song is based on this story and this, this book. Uh, the Clayton gang ends up doing horrible things and is eventually tracked A down. gang doing terrible things? I am shocked. I mean, for gangs, they do terrible things. Uh, and this guy... According to his memoirs, I don't know. I side note, I haven't read the memoirs. I just kind of got like a Cliff Notes version of them, but some dude summary of them. So I don't know. Could be totally back ass wrong, but it sounded cool. He's like, he didn't firsthand participate in them, but like he did. But he, as as he's documenting like his travels, he says, then there was this one guy from Te- for, I think he says from Texas named Judge Holden. Same name as in the book. He is at least he goes. He hated my guts and I hated his. Same guy in the gang with him. He goes, but you would never know it talking to him. He could speak at least Dutch, English, Spanish, Cherokee, and names off like three other languages. Could write with both hands at the same time. Was six foot six. Was a judge. Could cite common law and traditional European law. Could play instruments. And was by far the most bloodthirsty man he'd ever met in his life. No, no. There's something so horrifying about because most 
Just, you know, most kind of bullies, you know, are dumb. Yeah. And most real smart people, you know, are almost Elon Muskish, like, ooh. Yeah. And like, what a horrifying combination of a two. And some dude that'll, yeah. But anyways, Bandit's Book Club is about over. But the, the one thing I like, the one real draw I pull from the book is, uh, like, dude. Does any of it apply to, like, modern times, you think, or? Yeah, oh, it's it's kind of the, I think the like guys a parable of man. The, I think I think the main hunch of and this is one of those books you could probably read about three different times and come across with three different meanings. But is like man has always been horrifically brutal, and to think we've just moved on past that. And this like character kind of alludes to this in this book. Like he talks about uh, how war is a dance. He's like, it's all... You learn as you go. <laughs> well, he's like, it's the ultimate. He goes, pretty soon there will be people dancing that won't be real dancers. They won't know how to dance. They'll be imposter dancers. He goes, but after that, a real dancer will rise up from the ranks. Someone that, And it's like, this is all like, we got a blanket over this stuff for right now. And this ivory tower is like, this is my real like pull away. If I'm like right with my hypothesis on how popular society tends to be going and these generals that are laying out invasion plans for seven different countries in 10 years and, and have never seen like frontline combat the themselves like these people pretending to dance like dude eventually there's gonna be a real dancer that will run circles around them and who knows that might be a guy i'm not saying it is vladimir putin but it's there's something about when that guy talks, when you hear compared to other, like, he's killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can yeah. you can hear it, and it's like, he's probably t- killed a guy with his And he'd be hands. okay with killing you if it wasn't on camera. <laughs> yeah, like, maybe even then okay. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, dude. It's, that was one of, uh, and I don't, by the way, hang on, let me, like, hard, hard side note. In my heart of hearts, I'm damn near a pacifist. Like, I'm like, if someone's innocent, you shouldn't hurt them. You shouldn't hurt anybody unless it's, like, in self-defense. That's period paragraph. With some gray wiggle room about close to that within reason. Um, But oof, I don't know. It it put a real, real spin. I suggest anybody read or listen to Blood Meridian. It will get you thinking about things. Unless you're squeamish, don't. Don't do it. It's rough. <laughs> it's rough, Raggy. <laughs> um, anyways, done with Bandit Book Club, like I said. Uh, besides that, like, nothing important's happened since last show, right? Besides, like, as soon as we left, Tucker Carlson seemed to have got fired. Yeah. Thoughts? I, I guess he was tuckered out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for that. I saw your I saw your eyes darting back and forth to like find the find the pun and you. No, that's it. just from the concussion earlier today. Okay. True. <laughs> it whacked it out of you. Um, don't don't phrase it like that. Content. Fra- phrasing. <laughs> phrasing. Um, <laughs> content. Uh, so, dude, like, I don't know what to make of. Tucker, I don't. I, I lean towards. Let me let me say this. I lean towards him being authentic, but I'm also aware that could be very stupid of me. Yeah, the problem is with anything anymore. You don't know what to believe. Oh, uh-huh. but I'm kind of leaning. I'm kind of leaning more towards the the that Tucker 
hasn't always been authentic mm-hmm. and he's been and he's started to break maybe break away from the narrative and that's 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 I that's what I want to believe and I I think do you remember hearing him on Bubba the Love Sponge? No. Dude, he used to be on Bubba the Love Sponge before he was big. Not as like one of their guys, but he would come on as Here's Tucker I Carlson. I never that, liked Bubba the Love Sponge. I hated him. I never I never enjoyed we him. We all loved Ned. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ned was Ned was just a typical Arcadian. <laughs> yes, and Ned was a fictional character on the Bubba the Love Sponge morning AM show who was for all intents and purposes, a meth smoking pervert hillbilly. Redneck, yeah. yeah, that that just uh and he was a fake character that they would use, but it was brilliantly done. My dad hate I, I understand why my dad hated Bubba the Love Sponge. I, I, there's some people that just like lo- I just never never seemed, enjoyed the show. He seemed so greasy and fat and inauthentic. Yeah, like there's just something about him I just I didn't care for. Yeah. If there's anything, people, I'm authentically stupid. I own it. Uh, but no, Tucker, gone. So, but wait, hang on. You were saying they but technically... I heard, I heard that yeah. he's off the air, he's off the show, but... His Fox, contract has not been terminated, right? Fox hasn't terminated his contract, which prevents him from going to another podcast, or uh, doing a podcast, another show, or something like that, which... So I'm not... Again, uh, there's... I haven't figured it all out. And the fact that he was, like, informed 10 minutes beforehand, and... But he's also just like riding around in a golf cart now living his best life too, so. I would be too. Eh, maybe a diesel golf cart, but no, he. Not one with air brakes. But you know, here's my thing. Well, one of the things that was nice to see about him is, and I, he expounded on this the other day, and it's held up the past few years of, of what he's claiming. He said, uh, you know, it used to be if a communist told me the military industrial complex is just making these wars for the sake of profit. He said, my first instinct would be to say, quiet, you crazy commie. Why would I listen to you? You're a crazy communist or a crazy extreme right winger or fill in the blank of whatever you want. He said, my, my, my new instinct is to be like, is what you're saying true? However crazy you are is what you're, what's the merits to your argument, what you're saying. Is this from that podcast interview? I, th- I think it was. Yeah, because that was the same one that I saw where he was like, I've been part of the yeah. narrative. He's like realizing like how just the media is a is a weapon. And he was like, I was a part of it. He's like, I defended the Iraq war. I defended all these things that I didn't bother to look into. And maybe, so he, I don't, maybe he got uh, red-pilled enough while being at Fox and the powers that be just couldn't Cut him off quick because you remember. But then but you remember Black they cut Rock, his but off. In February BlackRock bought a huge stake of Fox Media, Group. and they bought more recently again, yeah. right? So like they're now a major player. Like so they they're not a majority shareholder, but they are one of but the they have larger enough where ones. They can step to the table or something. And uh, for those of you that don't know, BlackRock's one of the large is the largest company in the world. I one think of it's the investment they they own just a little bit of just everything. yeah, just a little really everything. Um. They, uh, but no, something, see, here's something I have a hard time squirreling away. I really don't know where to draw this line. Like I said, last episode, like I, I'm aware I am 99.9% certain there are CIA agents embedded into different news media outlets. To what degree is it? Is it just a couple of reporters here and there trying to move this, push the 
push the needle a little bit in a certain Yeah, and direction. I don't like him. Don Lemon got the boot the same day. I don't yeah. know if that was just a weird coincidence, though. Or if they're like, oh, if they're firing Tucker, we can get rid of this guy. We can get rid of our knockoff Tucker, <laughs> or our left-wing Tucker. That's good. Not anything close. Um, but I, I'm not certain, but it's always been suspicious to me. There's always been a part of me that has been like, you don't let someone you can't control on your prime time if you are, in fact, controlling it this much. Did you, you see, know, if, did you see that his Twitter video got more views oh, than Fox? Fox? Like, like, in general? I saw claims ranging anywhere, and who knows, it might be bass backwards wrong about this, but from Fox News has lost half of its viewers at prime time to two-thirds. Yeah. Which, But here's my question. How can you get the ratings that quickly? I, I think that's some odd claims. To, but I digress. Uh I don't know, but if there's something great that Tucker has done, it's speak that narrative of like he has left wingers on his show and not not dumbass left wingers, not just people just parroting what the New York Times and what MSNBC is saying. No, like real deep thinkers that just happen to be left wing. Right. And one of the great ones, Jimmy Dore is like an event socialist. And he, he was saying just the other day, he's like, look, I, I will be straight up. I disagree with Tucker and think his views are abhorrent on like immigration, uh, nationalism and like one or two other things. He goes, but like, and I'll, I'll debate him on those. He goes, but what he says about the military industrial complex and this Washington being crooked and that is all hundred percent correct. I'm like, that's, that's awesome that these two extremes can like put, I'm not saying they're coming up with solutions together, but they're at least acknowledging like, all right, there's like a good, an actual back and forth there. And they're not just spitting a narrative. Yeah. And it's good faith. Like yeah. they're both like, we both think each other are telling the truth and not calling just each other a liar yeah. at every turn. It's like I see your point, what you're saying, but yeah. yeah. And that hypothetically, I'm not saying I believe this all. Even so it's, it's not like watching the view. No, it's not like, we're, like, dude, do you remember? I'm sure Fox News was a common thing in your household growing up when you were like teenager, right? Or was it never? It was always CBS. Was it? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember on Fox News? Rather, 60 Minutes, like all those. That, we, we had a little bit of that uh, whenever I was younger. But I remember one of the Fox. And like I'm picking on Fox News for a second, but I feel like this is not just true of all major news networks. I feel like this is true of most. I'm not saying all. I'm saying most could left wing and right wing things I see on social media. Do you remember the show Hannity and Combs? No, you know I, know, she- I know Sean. Hannity yeah, okay, is. before like he had a, he had his own radio show, but when Fox News like gave him a show, it was like, hey, we're gonna have a fair and balanced news show. We're gonna have two hosts. One of them is Sean Hannity. And Family Guy did like the best, it was either Family Guy or American Dad did the best joke of this ever. It's like, you know who Sean Hannity is. He's like the conservative yeah. bulldog. That, uh, <clears throat> Republican bulldog. I should specify that. Yeah, Boston Terrier. Let's not <laughs> give him too much credit. But then Alan Combs like looked like the crypt keeper. And he was a liberal who was like there to co-host and yeah. like be the counterbalance. And Sean Hannity, the, the great family guy skit or whatever, he's like, you're a communist, Combs. You're nothing but a communist. And that's all you left-wingers are. How can you answer to this? And it cuts over to Droopy the dog who's like, mm, I don't know, Sean <laughs> Hannity. We're just trying to like Bill Clinton. And it was they're all this clown game of like you have one guy pick your poison whether it's MSNBC Fox Ben Shapiro 
or Destiny. I think that's a left-wing YouTuber. Like, it, it, if you notice, the left-wingers, the, the most of the conservatives put on, or the right-wingers, most of the left-wingers put on, are like the lowest common denominator, dumbest versions of the other side. Yeah. It's, it's it's always painted to make them look better. Yeah, like one of the, one of the great examples, and I might be still in chunk of this from like Dave Smith, but Ben Shapiro is like awesome at body slamming. Uh, what teenagers and college students like not known to be the brightest amongst us. Like yeah. there's and don't get me wrong, I think Ben Shapiro did some good with like those slamming down some of these crazier arguments, but it's like. I think they're very selective. I'm picking on Ben Shapiro. There's a dime a dozen. Fill in the blank with left wing or right wing. They selectively pick their targets of who they're debating. Yeah. And I see it's like much rare to have a debate or a discussion with someone. Also qualified or well-versed in what they're talking about. Yeah. Someone that can really bring it home. Uh, Cause a lot, a lot of it, the few times I have seen people do this, they get obliterated because they don't know how, for so long, they have just picked, they've had, it'd be like if you had a baseball team and for practice every day, you went up against middle schoolers. Oh, so like the, and then, so, and like, then it, so like when your father coached us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Uh, it's like you're going up against a bunch of bandits. Yeah. <laughs> and then the time comes and the New York Yankees step up to the plate. Yeah. My favorite version of this was Bill Crystal. Bill Crystal was, I think I've mentioned this, he was a guy that'd be on Fox News and MSNBC all the time justifying why our military had to go bomb the shit out of somebody at this given moment. Oh, I think we're getting ready to start bombing Sudan now. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a, ch- yeah. That, keep an eye out on Sudan. We might talk about more about that next time. There's some, there's some stuff I've been chasing on that I got to verify. Uh, but if so, it's like, oh, it's just typical. <laughs> Typically, the, the, the shoe fits. We're wearing it. Um, yeah. Poor damn people. Uh, Convenient biolab. Yeah. All right, I'm trying to get you off topic. Sorry. Too bad. But uh, yeah. What the hell was I talking? Oh, to- there's no good versed like people like actually yeah. being interviewed except Dude, for the one time Bill Crystal and he would argue with these people on MSNBC and these people on Fox News and his counterparts would always be like, it, "It's funny to watch him argue them because they'd be like, no." Where you're saying we're bombing is wrong. I'm saying it was only okay that we bombed here this one time. And it was always this, like, mishmash of, like, well, where are we dropping the bombs? That was, like, almost always the argument. Like, well, they got to drop somewhere, dude. Where are they going? Are we arguing? Got, got to bomb somewhere. Are we arguing over Iran or are we arguing over Afghanistan? Which one's more important for us to bomb right now? Possibly North Korea. Throw them in there. Uh, just flirting with that idea. I'm not saying we would. No. All right, Molly Hatchet. Yeah. Flirting with disaster. Okay, all right, I was thinking of the historical Molly Hatchet that was against uh, drinking prohibition. Whatever. No. The one time Bill Crystal, who, like, would always hold his own at worst on these cable network. Who's the comedian? Mi- Billy Crystal? That's Billy Crystal, okay. yeah. Bill Crystal is the neocon dude. When he goes up against the ex-skateboarder, Scott Horton, who's like, nah, 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 you're setting kids on fire. Wherever you're dropping bombs, I and mean, you can't name me one instance you haven't set kids on fire. And this guy's stuck on this like debate stage of like, how do I argue this? <laughs> how do I defend this undefensible, indefensible position? Yeah. And it's so 
That was a long-winded way of saying, I think Tucker brought to the table this real intense, like, we're going to start having these off-the-table debates for everyone like to equal hear. equal-sided arguments. Yes, and like some real back and forth. Even though it's only in these five to ten-minute bits, which I think is a horrible time frame to consume information between two people talking, just five to ten minutes between a commercial. Um, however, the, well, one thing something uh, somebody pointed out, if you noticed, you remember like about a year and a half ago, there was a huge, like a much larger than before push from the left wing to cancel all of his advertisers. And I think he was left with like two, and it was like my pillow and one other guy. My pillow is still standing in Bed Bath and Beyond filed for bankruptcy. Wait, what? Huh? Oh, because uh, Bed Bath and Beyond kicked my pillow out of their stores because of, he supported like Tucker? Tucker and Trump and stuff like that. Well, he's he's still in business, and Bed Bath and Beyond filed for bankruptcy. I thought that was that was ironic. Good, you know what? I don't. If I'm being perfectly honest, I do not like the product. My yeah. grandfather ordered them. He wanted me to test I, them out. I, t- I I I felt one. They feel like crappy little pillows. They're too they're too stiff and they're too big. Yeah, there's like, like far, it's not my style. If I lay on one, my head goes yoink. But still, I did get some of the my pillow sheets. Like they're high. Ooh, sheets. those are that high Egyptian cotton. Oh, <laughs> I I'm gonna tell you right now. I don't give a crap about his pillows. Makes you wish you could wipe your ass with them. Oh, his sheets though. <laughs> my man is on something with the sheets. I didn't like I said a Christmas gift. Yeah, and like, dude, I don't care if it was. I do care if it was David Hogg's your pillow or our pillow company. I'm happy that burned. And <laughs> you heard about that, right? Yeah, yeah. But no, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that guy's doing good. I'm I'm glad I don't hear about him a lot. Anymore. I see him on Twitter, and it's normally funny. Um, but I. So what do you think? Oh, so his, his sponsors, like a lot of them, left a year and a half ago. Yeah, question. In the past year and a half, after all of his sponsors left, did Tucker dial it down? No. Or did he go into full Tucker mode? Yeah, so that's, that's what I'm wondering is what is what is it now what goes what happens now or and what are they replacing with? Just somebody just oh, to dude, speak I've the been, narrative so or I, uh, sorry, uh let everybody know. Still live with my mom. Yep, it's going great. <laughs> Waiting on these housing prices to crash so that I can build my house and hopefully get ten acres and we'll see how that goes. Aside from that, Fox News is a very common thing on in my house. And watching the people try to replace him has been hilarious. It's always on. I always walk by it. I always hear it. I always. And God bless it. It's my mother's house. I'm not going to. I always challenge what they're saying, but I'll never say turn it off because it's. Not yours. That, but also. <laughs> I, this is probably bad. I love to hate it. Yeah. <laughs> like I like I hear their arguments and go, oh, this is like I roll up my sleeves like this is batting practice. Cry, this is how <laughs> dumb that is. Cry, this is how dumb that is. Anyways, uh, they had Brian Kilmead replace him. Do you know who that is? Little red cur- red brunette, curly hair, like freckled, it. such a punchable face. Oh, just he. He's really one of these guys that pissed me off because he'll even allude. To, they're getting smarter because they'll start alluding to the. Uh, Federalist papers and anti-federalist papers, but only when it's convenient. I still notice yeah. it's very convenient which ones they acknowledge when. It's always pushing a narrative. But uh, he even tried. I, I don't know if he did it purposefully or if it was subconscious, but somebody started asking him something and he even kind of did the Tucker 
tuck, tuck the chin and like roll the head. And Where he's like, like confused, yeah. like a little puppy. And then like you see him just kind of snap out of it and like, nope, nope, can't do that. Can't, and their, their ratings have tanked. And that's good deal. Maybe this dinosaur of propaganda called cable news is finally starting to die the slow death it needs to. Cable and network news, it's all... Well, I think a lot of people are starting to realize just how much... Well, not everybody, but I think people are starting to realize... Like, have you seen the video where it's like, I don't know, like 30 different news anchors talking and they're all saying the exact same In thing lock. verbatim. They're, they're all local news anchors across the country. And yeah, verbatim, they're all saying like, we will... Or, uh, Congress is pushing forward this bill to protect our democracy, and it's one after the other, like thirty times, saying it over and oh, over. Oh, what was the bill you sent me that DeSantis signed? Uh, you tagged me in something that he signed some bill while he was in Israel, getting rid of uh, flyers, or you make a felony. Oh, dude, it was some weird stuff. I'm even trying to remember it. Uh, you get like a felony now for passing out flyers or handing out certain things that don't go with the the anti-Semitism. Yeah. The, the the punishment for anti-Semitism in Florida is now a felony. We might need to fact check this because this was like a Twitter thing I saw and just tagged you in. While well, I, I remember by. reading. I remember like clicking through and it was a it was HB something. But yeah, I might have to do some deep diving on that because I don't know. It's well, it's like don't get. I don't and believe the current in, one I sent you that's on the table, which is terrifying. <laughs> it's to um, they're going to allow non law enforcement officers to fly drones over your property to see what agriculture stuff you're doing so they can find you if you don't have a license for it. Time to go skeet shooting. That's what I'm saying. It's getting, it's all getting out of hand. And again, it's, they're just getting rid of, and Elon Musk, get us a magnet gun. Yeah. So it's, it's Dude, of all the things he's made, that like you know he's made flamethrowers and stuff. What's it? The boring company? Yeah. Yeah. That bores holes and (laughs) and stuff. Uh, But they, uh, dude, how hard would it be to make like a targeted EMP gun? That would go so bad. So it's bad. not a gun. I know, but they're <laughs> my airplanes and analog it. You'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine. Some of them are literally fly by wire. <laughs> analog it. <laughs> uh, but so yeah. Oh, hey, oh, side note. Oh, oh, like this whole. All right. It's all kind of in the same thread. We're just side noting this. So it's looking like one of those, uh, flow charts i got that right i'm proud of myself dude have you been seeing the community notes on twitter and then the community notes of the community notes yes like dude that one guy got flamed hard uh that you tagged me in uh was it the guy talking about the shootings okay so this was a i'll tell you the kicker of the book he wrote at, at the end he was citing uh crime statistics which man I really don't think everything is crime statistics, but crime statistics do tell a chunk of something. And this, uh, let's let's say neoliberal, I think that'd be the most applicable. Ap- the typical Democrat was making the argument, quite a popular one on Twitter, that uh, he said, you know, the black on black crime uh, violence rate or handgun r- shooting rate, something along those lines, is just as high as the white sh- on white shooting rate. And uh, it's bad that conservatives keep trying to be racist and talk about the black-on-black crime. The community notes, which, by the way, these started out, if y'all remember where community notes originated, COVID. Yeah. Misinformation. Like, hey, we're marked. This, it's like, for those of you that don't have a Twitter. I think we've got a couple videos and podcasts. Yeah, out. that were marked. We were, we're flagged. For yeah, but it's like community notes that would be like, hey, this might have it be like by Twitter or by Facebook or by whatever that says, hey, this might have misleading information about yada, yada, yada. 
Well, Elon Musk has used that widget, used it to show like, hey, actually the white population is double the black population. So the black on black per capita crime is double that of what. So it's like these community notes highlighting it, which if that's true, that's true. That shouldn't be censored information. Yeah, numbers are just. You can can debate about why, and I think there's valid arguments all around. Um, However... Don't try barking up that hill with certain with certain people in the deep thought, like right wing, like mono. <laughs> what do you call them? Like the people that are so libertarian, they're almost like you. It's we should have a king that fights to the death over it or whatever. What do you mean, like me? <laughs> like you? <laughs> I mean, tribal yeah. fights. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, like trial by combat. <laughs> yeah, that you've jokingly alluded to a lot. Uh, calm down, law degree people. <laughs> But uh, it's not legal. But I'm just saying, <laughs> in an ideal scenario, yeah. No, but we're we're having fun. Find your accuser, uh, and if you if you can beat him up, you don't have to. You, yeah, yeah. But it's it's nice to see the the best use I saw of it. Something that really made me happy. Although then it seemed to get reversed. Do you see those young like twenty uh, year olds that were doing the video about how we need Which gun control? Video? <laughs> it's two dudes so I don't know what videos oh, you've been no, watching brother I, I, <laughs> it's been lonely out here on the prairie <laughs> I, I retract my previous statement <laughs> anyways it's it's two it's two young guys that are like they're, they're liberals that are yapping off about how bad we need gun control and they're yapping off about gun homicide rates and you know the typical stuff you hear and then there's community notes underneath them that says hey I don't know if you saw this one I'm going to I forget what's it called when you're quoting something, but you know you're not being right with the words. I don't know. I think you should use the bunny ears. Okay, bunny ears in a way. Whatever it's called. Uh, they say in the community, paraphrase. Paraphrase. Thank you. In the community notes, it says, "Hey, these two uh, viral TikTokers are employed by so and so management group. So and so management group gets direct funding from the Democrat National Committee. So thus." These two people are funded by the Democratic National Committee. You should know that before watching this video. And I'm like, brilliant. How, how great to put, but then. Well, wasn't it just. Just before months? I started the show, that was taken. I know I looked at it again and the community notes were taken down and they were bragging about it. So. I don't know. Well, wasn't just like a month or two ago, Biden said he was going to employ like this massive army of TikTok, TikTokers. Yeah. And influencers. Yeah, yeah. And since then I've seen videos where it's like, like 18 year old kids like, yeah, we're going to do that. And it was just like super hyped about. Yeah. And you're like about everything and like just pushing agenda. I was like, and I'm like, why propaganda? It's, it's, well, it's, <sighs> you can trace it all back to Lincoln. Ah, that's a lot of shit, <laughs> but uh, uh, thank y'all for joining me on this path tonight. This has been a fun walk. Uh, I, I've been enjoying doing the show. I'm just going to put, we're going to talk a little more, but I just want to say, hey, thank you all for liking and subscribing, for watching this long. Uh, you know, Follow us on for bad takes and dumber jokes on Twitter at uh, Bandit Radio Hour, Instagram, Rumble, here on YouTube, RSS, Facebook. anything you want. Uh, right now, you know, Merce brought up a good thing off camera. Uh, you know, you're always off camera, but... <laughs> <laughs> You know, Eventually, we'll have a second camera and get better. Tucker leaving, which I really—I mean, I think he was the best voice on on uh, war, on corruption, on stuff going yeah, on. He in didn't Washington. make an anti-Ukraine war uh, stance. Yeah, dude. Not only that, you remember it was a couple of weeks ago. 
he had a, I don't like it. I really don't like it whenever they have a confidential informant and they're not naming who they they are, who they is, (laughs) who they are and what their credentials are. But dude, it was like a month ago. Tucker had on a guy who, or who wrote in who they verified his legitimacy, but they did not reveal his identity. And he said, I was working for the CIA and I am 100% certain they are behind John F. Kennedy's death. They directed oh, I do it. Remember they, that. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that was after he lost his uh, sponsors. sponsors. Yeah. So it's, we had this broadcast, the most popular show on cable was doing, it's like, where do we go from here? And I think a lot of it, I think a lot of this power structure, despite air quoting the cathedrals, Despite their best efforts, I think it's a natural tendency of things to decentralize. You can't have these. The only way you can have these hard power structures that are so central is pretty much you get a bunch of guns and consent from everybody and enforce it. But the less of that you have, the less of that consent you have. To hell with the guns. Talking about the government and all of its partners, for lack of a better term for right now. Like... This hole that Tucker has left, now it's almost like a a wound that's draining out of the cathedral, all this power they had from all these people paying attention to them and watching them. Now that's going to bleed out into other areas. Could be podcasts, could be documentaries, could be could be sports. Could could be could be people that are like, I'm done listening to politics now that I can't listen to Tucker. I'm gonna get out of it and do like that's better than Believing bullshit. Yeah. Well, like, that's a better alternative. Like, there, there's worse things. And no, I'm wrong. I know. I think a lot of... I think a lot of the boomer generation and bleeding into Gen X, they're gonna... I think cable news is gonna be around as long as they are, practically. Uh, however, there's gonna be new... They're gonna try to rein this in somehow. I think the lightning's out of the bottle. Rather than it, I can't remember a good analogy. I think it's. But. I think if nothing else, it's sh- it's shown people that they're trying to censor. Yeah, and it's th- they're not acting tr- in good faith. Yeah, and then I'm I'm just hoping enough people realize that they need to go on their own to try to find information or question. Yeah, and things. if you got, if you feel like you got a unique voice or a unique say on things, then do something like start a podcast, get 20 people in your hometown listening to it. Shit, that's 20 people you're kind of at least putting a counter-narrative in their head. And I am very excited and hopeful for that in the future. If you think about it, every breakthrough in communication we have from, from the printing press to... I mean, all it's done is all these people with power go, Oh shit. <laughs> like yeah. this, this information has gotten out. We can't get it back in. Yeah. Just, that's why they didn't want the surfs to be able to read for yeah. how many hundreds of years, dude. And this is, I think it's, I mean, it's already doing it in ways like through Joe Rogan. And I mean, that's, that's one example off the top of my head, but even new people like not Joe Rogan. I mean, how many, how many YouTubers are there with like, 20,000 listeners or something that are just, it's something 
different. It's more right. nuanced. It's more drug out. It's not out. just you've either got your five o'clock news or you've got your one like PBR, you know, radio station. Yes. And it's much harder to control. And I am, I'm very much looking forward to it. Um, you know what? There's one other thing on all that, but it, man, it's kind of slipping my mind. Oh well. Um, what the hell are you doing this week? Coming up. Watermelons. Ah, more of that. Man, um, manual labor. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I got a lot of barn fixing to do. Like our barn's kind of old and decrepit. And been through a few hurricanes. Been through Charlie. It was built right before Hurricane Charlie. The, the barn we're under right now was built a week. Uh, Fourteen is thirteen days before Ian hit. Yeah, I had a good and test I was, run. I was convinced it wasn't going to be here because <laughs> there was no insurance on it yet or anything. I was like, oh, 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 that's a waste of money. You were convinced your trailer was in Charlotte County. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, tie straps. And what was? Makers. What? Hmm. How should I ask this? What's your craziest hurricane story? Was it Ian? Was it? Uh, I mean, they're all like, not really wild. Ian sucked for me because the window, I was staying at my, at my dad's in my old like high school room. The window got bashed out by a tree. Like, right. And so I spent the whole storm holding a street sign That's that right. I had taken like off the wall, like his massive like turn sign and had it braced against the window with my feet because the wind was also blowing that direction to keep the wind and rain out. So I spent like six hours just bracing against a window. You never stole that sign. You just appropriated it for better I think uses. I, I think I actually found, I think somebody like run it over and I found it on the ground. It was like just laying there. So I just picked it up and like chunked it in the back <laughs> yeah. of my truck 10 years ago. Yep. Better than a street sign. Uh, I remember during Charlie, I remember seeing my tree house still being somewhat together and it started out in, we live on 10 acres or 11 acres and it started out in an Eastern pasture. And by the time I looked out the window, it was tumbling through the backyard uh, it was like in one piece. It was. It looked like a rock skipping across the water. Like yeah. it was like chunk, chunk, and then like the third chunk it landed down. That thing just exploded into two by fours. You just and watched your childhood just be shredded. Thanos. <laughs> just, I just saw it snap out of existence and followed our trampoline that was flying like a frisbee into an orange grove. Uh, I uh, when I was crop dusting, I was in. I think it was, it was just, yeah, it was in Southern Illinois. They had, had like some bad storms coming through. I was spraying and there was a trampoline. I got a photo of it somewhere on my phone. There was a trampoline in a soybean field, a mile, at least from any house, anything like just this random soybean field. And here's just, and it's upright. It didn't look like it was damaged or anything. Here's just a random trampoline. God just went up to some farmer and said, trampoline I was like, for we were, like I, I told like another guy flew over it too. He's like, oh, I saw that. I was yeah. like, yeah, it must have got caught in the storm. That's no, they, they travel. Yeah, yeah. Things get, they get airborne. Uh, the other thing was me and my brother, we had like dogs in the dog pen in the backyard. And me and my brother, during, I think it was during the eye of Hurricane Charlie. Because, well, like, our dog pen was, like, trees were falling down in it. And we were like, they're just going to be trapped and smashed to death. We got, like, a half an acre dog pen. Uh, so, like, we, during the aisle, like, everything's calmed down. We're like, we can make a run real quick. Run out there, open the gate. And we couldn't open the gate. He had to jump over the fence and throw the dogs over to me for me to catch them and put them down in the yard. You know, that took a minute. And we get done. And I run not even 50 yards to our back porch and he's behind me. I get to the back porch and I look and my brother has cleared the fence and he's running and dude, I guess it was perfect timing that the eye 
had just came back. The first gust of wind, I said the, the damn thing skipped like a rock, the treehouse. My brother just goes, whoosh. I see him just get like, a look like a truck hit him. And he just like, fly, and I see him just like grab the dirt. Look like something out of a space movie when an airlock like yeah. let, lets out. Like he grabs the dirt and like braces himself, catches himself, and like has to take two big crawls before he can kind of step back up to run against the wind back to the porch. Florida living. What a time to be alive. We accept this to not deal with snow. Yes. I went to northern Michigan. I used to not like snowbirds until I went to northern Michigan for a winter, and I was like, I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't want a lot of people here, but I get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, guys, that is it. I, it's Saturday night. We got things to do. We're going to go out. We're going to, I say go out. I'm probably not at all. Anyways. I've got fun. leftover chicken and waffles. Prairie living. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good week, guys. See you next week. Thank you all. Bye-bye.